This is the God in Cancer Culture podcast. I'm Stephen Strang. Thank you for listening. I'm reading through the book day by day, chapter by chapter. We're actually taking excerpts of the audio book that I read myself. I've shared before that it was a lot of hard work. It's hard to read an entire chapter and not mess up or not raise your voice when you should lower it or whatever, but the editors make me sound real good, and I wanted to share this with you both to share the message because I am so focused, I am so enthusiastic about getting out this word. I think this is so important. It's not the entire chapter, but it's most of it, and it's to try to get you to want to either listen to the entire book or maybe buy the book. The easiest way is on stevestrangbooks.com. So, here is the chapter, Cancel Culture in the Public Square, read by the author. That's me. Everybody, except those on the liberal left, loves Mike Lindell. He's a happy warrior who stands proudly in the public square with my pillow, one of the great startup businesses of our era. He's a fighter, and he claims to have poured large sums of money into proving that the 2020 election was fraudulent, pursuing this case for months afterwards. He is an effective salesman of his views because he is sincere and believable and has a great testimony. But Lindell wasn't always involved in politics. He doesn't hesitate to share his story, told in his book, What Are the Odds?, From Crack Addict to CEO, and in my feature article on him in the January-February 2021 issue of Charisma. He speaks openly of his longtime crack addiction and the miracles God worked in his life even before he fully surrendered to the Lord. Part of that story is the prophetic word God gave him while he was still in the depths of his addiction, that one day he would have a platform to bring people to Jesus. And that's how he sees his political involvement, as a platform for a great revival in which all roads lead to Jesus. In fact, he had a prophetic dream about standing with Trump in his office before he even met the then presidential candidate in August 2016. From that first meeting, Lindell went on to speak at multiple Trump rallies, receive an award for his company's involvement in fighting COVID-19, and become a relentless pursuer of election integrity. The question is, is Lindell doing any good? Does it pay to stand in the public square and fight the war of ideas when the other side controls the public square and commute or mutate your message at will, using all the levers of power in government, the media, and major corporations? In other words, is he just one of those who want to shout into the oncoming hurricane, hoping to stop it? I asked Lindell these questions on a recent Strang Report podcast and in a series of personal conversations. He is very open about his purposes, hopes, and goals. The secular media had long ridiculed him for his strong support of Trump, he said. But as he started investigating potential election fraud, the attacks increased. Lindell and others claimed to have examined evidence of massive voting irregularities that tipped the scale toward Biden after it appeared Trump would win. I haven't witnessed what Lindell claims to have seen, but the examples I've heard about are very concerning to me and worth investigating. The problem was that the media and Internet companies didn't want Lindell to investigate or discuss what he found. Quote, 
Every time I put up evidence anywhere, it was taken down, and I got attacked, and none of the outlets would put it out there, he told me with his characteristic passion. Quote, I was in the news every day. Mike Lindell has lost his Twitter. Mike Lindell lost his MyPillow Twitter. Mike Lindell is getting attacked. He lost four more vendors today, four more outlets, four more retailers. So I was on the top of the news in this cancel culture battle. What happened then, I thought? Well, I'm going to have to make a documentary. And I made the documentary. It took about six, seven days. I got a group together, flew them to a secret location. We filmed all the evidence. It was absolute proof. It's the miracle that we've been waiting for, end quote. Absolute Proof, a two-hour documentary film hosted by Lindell himself, carefully and factually outlines, in parallel terms to the Time Magazine article, the trail of lies and misinformation he says is connected to the 2020 presidential election. When I wrote my book, God, Trump, and the 2020 Election, I pointed out that voter fraud and ballot harvesting were two ways Trump could lose the election. I said that for the Trump campaign to overcome Democratic voter fraud, it needed to work with state and federal officials to investigate and prosecute election fraud. If the campaign waited until December 2020, it would be too late. Here we are in 2021, and many conservatives, myself included, believe the election was stolen, both by a wholesale changing of laws and by voting irregularities. Lindell claims the evidence of voter fraud is overwhelming, but cancel culture doesn't even want his question to be asked. What should have been treated as a triumph of investigative reporting was immediately placed under the guillotine of censorship. Absolute proof was absolutely canceled by all major media and tech companies, which uniformly ignored it. Quote, it was crickets, Lindell said. Not only that, but these media outlets and personalities turned on him with a force. Late-night talk show host Jimmy Kimmel mocked Lindell's former drug habit, saying perhaps there was something inside Lindell's pillows that make people go insane, and maybe he was on crack cocaine again. But at least the insults had the benefit of alerting people to what Lindell was doing. Ignoring it was still more powerful weapon. Quote, what the media did to me on absolute proof was we're going to not bring it up. We're not going to talk about it. We're not going to discredit. We're not going to do anything. We're going to bury it. He Lindell posted the documentary on his own website and tried to advertise using Google AdWords, then noticed that the price per click rose from a nickel to a dime to 50 cents to a dollar, as if Google was driving him off with his ad service by raising his prices. Quote, I didn't care how much money I spent. I wanted people to see this movie, he said, and he kept spending to advertise. Google then disabled Lindell's AdWords account. Wikipedia took over his page, and Vimeo took it down. His documentary lasted only an hour on Google-owned YouTube. Facebook put a big label over it, saying it contained nudity or profanity, then banned the video outright. Nevertheless, within a few weeks, Lindell estimates that more than 150 million worldwide saw the movie. He uses no publicist, but gives reporters at major newspapers and TV shows his direct phone number so they can call him anytime. He is completely available. But when Absolute Proof came out, 
With all its original research and voting irregularities and the disturbing claim, his phone sat silent. Quote, News outlets are afraid to have me on, he told me, saying many were afraid that the maker of the voting machines in question would sue. Quote, I went on Newsmax and the guy walked off the thing because I was talking about Dominion. Right Side Broadcasting Network, I went on there and I talked about the vaccine, said one thing that I wouldn't take back, and they took him off YouTube for two weeks. They were just trying to attack and to punish me to get rid of Mike Lindell and my pillow. There's a terrible evil out there behind this. Public Square Punching Bags Of course, overtly Christian-affiliated or owned businesses such as Chick-fil-A or Hobby Lobby have been perennial targets of the left. I remember when Carl's Jr. was considered a Christian company because of founder Carl Karshner's personal belief and pro-life support. Within a few years after Karshner left the hamburger chain, it began producing the raunchiest commercials on the airwaves. Apparently, the company was tired of taking hits for its righteous stand. It not only caved to pressure, but began leading the way in the opposite direction. Disappointingly, Chick-fil-A, a favorite fast food chain of Christians and many others, seemed to align itself with leftist doctrines recently by dropping its support of some charities that stand against sexual perversion. And Bethany Christian Services officially announced in its recent plan to embrace every kind of so-called family, meaning the foster care and adoption agency heartily and publicly abandoned a scriptural view of marriage. In this chilling effect of the cancel culture, some companies and nonprofits, public and private, no longer stand behind biblical values. They are not canceled, but they self-censor, remain quiet, and abandon biblical morality so as not to draw the wrath of their leftist cultural overlords. This type of self-censorship, which may be the goal of the threat of cancellation, is even more devastating long-term. Quote, People must realize that censoring themselves, they're only giving more power to the bullies because then you're doing the tyrant's work for him, aren't you? Dylan told me. They don't have to do anything at that point if you're silencing yourself. I hope you enjoyed Chapter 2, Cancel Culture in the Public Square. and It'll make you want to listen to the entire book or go to stevestrangbooks.com to buy it. We change the offers with regularity. We have various upsells. So check it out. Buy it. Share this podcast with others. I've never done this before. Send me an email. You can send it to info at charismamedia.com and let me know what you think of my idea. And remember to share this with others. I'm doing my very best to get out the word and I need your help. Thank you for listening to God and Cancel Culture. Tune in again tomorrow for another chapter. Chapter 3, Controlling People through COVID-19.